0: what up? Welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Hudrina. <laughs> aka Karina, <laughs> here in lovely Playa del Carmen, Mexico, which is on the Yucatan Peninsula, which is on the land of my ancestors, the Maya people.
1: Word and I am here on Cheyenne Ute and Arapaho territories, um, also known as Aurora, Colorado.
0: So what up? And
1: this is Asia. <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> A.K.A. that bitch. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, A.K.A. sad girl summer. <laughs> A.K.A. uh, (laughs) fun girl fall.
0: (laughs) Yes. I can't believe it's about to be August. Like when y'all hear Mm. this. Oh, it'll still be July, hopefully. (laughs) 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 Yeah, y'all, we're going to be moving into fall soon, which is crazy because I feel like the summer just started, but it's been quite a lovely season. Mm -hmm. Speaking of seasonality and (laughs) bioregionalism, Asia, what's (laughs) in your medicine bag today?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, that that good loving is in my medicine bag today. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um uh, uh-huh. yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, that 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 self loving. You right. know, <laughs> <laughs> <That>. <laughs> when I, I get a- that feeling of <laughs> what sexual healing, sexual. sexual- Healing. <laughs> oh my gosh um anyways so yeah good loving is in my medicine bag this week mm-hmm. um and what that really means for me is the ability to be hyper hyper present mm. um hyper aware not just with you know one set of of sensory tools but like all of them at your disposal I think presence is a present and Mm. anytime that we get access to that um I think that it allows our bodies to do the healing work that they're always doing Mm. um and so I'm thinking a lot about presence and healing and preparation um I have uh you know participated in somewhere near 700 hours of, of yoga nidra meditation mm. and now i am going to uh, retreat and train um with my favorite teacher comedy Desai. Florida shout, out. shout <laughs> out so i will be deepening my yoga nidra practice which feels really good <laughs> um and experiencing moving into deep presence um with myself Mm. um this is not a vacation so (laughs) 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 I'll be solo on this trip (laughs) but I love it again because it's like um you know who am I when I'm alone Mm. versus who am I when I'm we as ours Mm. And sometimes those things can be different. So yeah, good loving is in my medicine bag this week. Um, and yeah, what's in yours?
0: Ooh, there are a plethora of things in my medicine bag, but <clears throat> I would say um, food and the kitchen is in mm-hmm. my medicine bag. Um, You know, I've been at how many Airbnbs this past year, (laughs) and having to work with different sorts of utensils and appliances and ingredients, all the things has been really interesting for me, um, and it's been quite the learning experience, um, I feel like I'm a really adaptive person. And so I still want to do the things even if I have limited resources in quotations. So this week, I wanted to make my famous hibiscus chocolate cake. And this Airbnb doesn't have an oven. So I made a mug cake actually I made two of them. (laughs) So that was cool. Um, I had to scale down the recipe (laughs) quite significantly, um, because I had to make one serving. And so I really want to thank my uh, being able to use a scale to do all the things because I don't have none of the measuring materials. So I need to know in grams, Um, how much everything is so I did a lot of math and made my bomb ass cake and then yesterday um, I was making chai and I was like I wonder if I can make this chai into a flan and I did (laughs) but again I don't have an oven so I like used two pots um, or no I used a pot and I like filled it with water and then I put the coffee mugs in there (laughs) and let it steam and so I made the things, and it was (laughs) really nice. It tastes great, Um, but yeah, um, cooking is a creative outlet for me, and I just, I really like to express myself, and um, why I bring up food is because I think that I just want to thank so many people in my life, including Asia, for helping me see food as beautiful, as medicine, as nourishing. Because, um, and I feel like I'm going to go on a rant. I'll probably make a video or something, but I've just been really upset because there's just so much hatred of food in the world, and it comes at you from every angle, like whether it's healthy people unhealthy people, people who are apathetic towards food. I mean, it's just, it can be hard sometimes to look at food as those things, as beautiful, as nourishing, as medicine. Um, But I've been able to just to maintain that. And I'm really grateful for all the people who have created that in my life. And I'm trying to continue that. Cause even though like we are herbalists and we teach all the things we're still living in the world, that's crazy. Um, and presents all these, all the diet culture things to you. Um, mm. and so, yeah, I just, I'm really thankful and grateful for food and what it does for me and how it's been nourishing my body for 31 years of life. Um, and how it nourished, mm. My family or how it's been nourishing my family and how it nourished my ancestors also so mm. yeah that's my medicine bag this week all the reflections and yes. things from my medicine bag
1: mm. your medicine bag was so wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love Listen. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, y'all
0: keep me in your prayers, okay?
1: <laughs> we will. I'm trying
0: to get into Asia's medicine bag, you know what I saying.
1: Okay. Period. <laughs> you know, I watched um the boondocks episode, the Itis. Mm, mm-hmm uh, for probably the 12th time. And it was the most complex viewing, because mm. I couldn't figure out if I was Huey or granddad. Mm. And just listening, you know, to the narratives about soul food mm. and, and just the tropes and all of the things. Um, I just, I really felt what you're talking about. And like, it's hard to love food when people put so much of their dismay on it so thank you for that share
0: yeah um
1: there is one ingredient that you will find on every single restaurant table all over the world you will always find Mm -hmm. this spice what are we talking about this week karina
0: yo we talking about black pepper baby (laughs) a yes. piper <laughs> negrum <laughs> is the botanical name for y'all <laughs> there we go tell us some you things know, piper.
1: <laughs> pick, pick the... <laughs> you go and recite that issue <laughs> you know um <clears throat> y'all deserve okay let's talk about black pepper uh we want to really ground in the historical significance so last week we Mm -hmm. talked about cardamom Mm -hmm. which is the queen of spices and Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of queens and kings in the spice world. So, mm-hmm. you know, don't take that too seriously. But <laughs> black pepper is known as the king of spices. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Middle Ages, like many of these spices, it was far more valuable than gold. Mm-hmm. And the marker of wealth was how much black pepper Um folks had stored away mm. um black pepper has some of the same sort of mystery sort of surrounding it um, Arab Arab Traders um, had wild tales about <laughs> uh, the search for black pepper and like make-believe islands and all of this stuff and similar to some of the other peppers that we talked about when the spice war broke out in the 15th um, century the price of black pepper increased about 30 fold, okay. and the right because <laughs> it's already more valuable than gold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of the folklore tells us that it was this increase in the value of black pepper that actually sent uh Christopher Columbus westward in search, uh, to those. To, to to find pepper and that's why um he was on his way to india he wanted to go to the malabar coast shout out to kerala shout out to lakshmi sati yoga co-op anyways <laughs> that's right. but his whole journey to quote unquote you know india was in search of this high value black pepper mm. um and so we know that Columbus ended up in the DR oh, sorry. in Haiti, right? Uh and other sort of what's now known as like the Caribbean islands in Latin America. Um, but it's just really fascinating to ground into the historical significance of black pepper for, you know, the origin stories of uh Western colonial expansion.
0: Yeah, it is important to know that sing as how, as you mentioned, there's pepper on every one of our tables at the restaurants mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. pepper is included in almost every cuisine around the world. Just mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how that at one point was the most expensive spice and now it's the most common. Which is beautiful, yeah.
1: yeah no i'm 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 thinking about pepper, but I'm thinking about so, so many things. I'm thinking about meat, mm. you know, moving from that positionality of rare to common. I'm thinking about like what it must have been like for our ancestors to experience so much lack Mm. and then to overcompensate for that lack by standardizing and industrializing those things that um used to you know have this this whole cachet. it's like they turned it from the king's spice to the people's medicine Mm. um and I think I think it's I think it's a beautiful process of democratization that we see happening in the world of foods, herbs, and spices. Mm-hmm.
0: And speaking of it being people's medicine, what are some traditional uses of pepper that make it the yeah. people's medicine?
1: Mm -hmm. so we know that pepper is going to be grounded in ayurvedic traditions especially because it's from kerala Mm -hmm. um and so they prescribe pepper for like so many things serious conditions like uh you know tooth decay insect bites sunburns arthritis heart disease lung disease Mm -hmm. um and it went it moved to China. They said that it helped to warm the middle, disperse cold, dispel phlegm, and relieve diarrhea. Um, To think about the medicinal qualities of cancer, I want to, again, take us to the fact that it's not only a pungent herb, Mm -hmm. right? So it has a lot of volatile oils like Mm pepperin, specifically, but it's also a hot herb, right? Mm -hmm. So pepper, is going to a it's going to cause the blood to move and circulate like all volatile or aromatic spices do Mm -hmm. that means since it's um an aromatic spice, it's likely it's pungent it's likely to have an affinity for the lungs and the colon and we see that um black pepper has used to fight exactly colon cancer and lung cancer Mm -hmm. um we know that it has an impact on the digestive system as most of our spices do but what's really special because it's hot right Mm -hmm. aromatic pungent it's moving percolating it actually speeds up the transit time in our digestive system Mm. and pepper um not only does it help the, the the food to move faster but it also helps us to digest that food better Um, pepper, uh, in, in many animal studies and people studies, pepper increases the bioavailability of drugs, antibiotics, beta blockers, high pressure medications, calcium channel blockers, (laughs) um, cough medicines, Mm. pepper has this capacity to increase the effectiveness of other medicines. And so you can imagine, right. That pepper is going to add that movement right? Pepper is going to take something that's slow and it's going to speed it up. It's going to potentize it because it's not only pungent like the rest of our spices, but um, it's specifically hot and spicy. And so that fire helps our digestive fire and it causes things to move.
0: Yo, I have a really funny story about (laughs) black pepper being sort of a catalyst so um as y'all know I worked at a coffee shop. Shout out to Bloom and Bloom Coffee. <laughs> and um you know we had one of my favorite chai's in the whole world called Bala Chai. Shout out. And so you know we often had um some Daisy brothers and sisters come through and you know <laughs> check out the v- validity of our chai which you know shout out to y'all like I love I love to see it y'all know what time it is so <clears throat> this woman came in and she looked at the chai um like a bag of chai and she was like mm, my people don't put cinnamon in our chai <laughs> I was like oh you know okay thank you <laughs> good to know <laughs> okay <laughs> and then um Next thing you know, she was looking at our turmeric latte, which is um, what white people rebranded, or which is golden milk, but, you know, white people rebranded it. Um, So, yeah, she took a look at the turmeric latte, and she saw that there was black pepper in it, and she was like, "Mm, this is good. Um, If you have... Um, a golden milk or a turmeric latte, you need pepper because pepper allows you to be able to absorb the curcumin that's in turmeric. And I was like, good to know. So if y'all are making golden milk, that's important for y'all to know because turmeric's, um, uh, the curcumin, which is the, um, is it the the flavonoid or the polyphenol one of the antioxidants um, yeah. that is found in turmeric um, is poorly absorbed in the body but if you utilize black pepper it'll <laughs> allow you to be able to absorb it and also shout mm-hmm. out to turmeric for being in the um the uh, ginger family also
1: yeah Ooh, we we gotta we gotta touch on we got to touch on turmeric and i'm a little salty about turmeric and y'all <laughs> the way y'all try to use turmeric i just truly i can't i can't with y'all but shout out <laughs> to indian people and brown people yeah. all over the planet who know how to cook yes um okay so
0: <laughs> and so calling folks out and whatnot
1: yeah call me out with this like if my chai is wrong like come for me all indian people know they have consent um, Period. and i love it because we can't separate these conversations of spices without the caribbean people without the indian people without mm-hmm. the asian people chinese people yep. korean people because mm-hmm. like this is our shit you know yeah. like we were colonized because of our medicine and spices Mm -hmm. are our medicines. Mm -hmm. And even though we've made them common for everyday people, Mm -hmm. because we've made it common, people think that oh, it doesn't work, right? People mm-hmm. think, oh, it's just regular. They think they need to get the special plant at the top of the mountain When we're telling mm-hmm. you the pepper's on the dinner table yep. and that it's going to do the things. Mm-hmm. Um. So shout out to the cultures who have cultivated these plants, uh, cultivated mm-hmm. relationships and created food combinations so that we don't have to start from scratch with y'all's raggedy use, inappropriate <laughs> use of turmeric. Like, yeah, look. <laughs>
0: but we're coming
1: for y'all later. So (laughs) we're coming for y'all later. Okay. So, so we talked a little bit about, it's like fire is moving. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's a paradox to pepper Mm -hmm. and the paradox to pepper is that although it's fire, Mm -hmm. it's actually cooling. Mm
0: -hmm. Pepper
1: is anti-inflammatory. Okay. And so the anti-inflammatory properties of pepper support the brain. Mm.
0: Uh, It
1: helps to prevent Alzheimer's. Um, It has anti-depression like activity and enhances uh, cognitive effects. Um, It supports like the flow and movement of blood in our body and so we see it helping seniors to stand up this is a really interesting Mm. study so in japan they found that sniffing black pepper oil um stabilized the ability to stand so in 17 people age 78 and older the olfactory stimulation improved their postural stability Mm. okay it helps older folks um who can't swallow right dysphagia which is difficulty swallowing this is also research coming out of japan shout out to japan shout out. um <laughs> and so it also helps brain damage children on feeding tubes again sniffing black pepper stimulated the appetite um and help them to help these brain damaged children to eat more food all of this is coming from japan mm-hmm. um And so some of the other antioxidant sort of properties it helps to prevent heart disease, especially for folks eating a high fat diet. Um my favorite use of pepper, uh Cherie Brown. I love (laughs) some love mestiza shout out. Every time, like she and Salenita got me hooked on ketchup because little kids love ketchup and like I was like, Yeah, it's just sugar. But the way Cherie puts like an ounce of pepper mm. in the ketchup, and then like dips the fries in it, and it's like the only way that I want to have ketchup. Mm. Um, and so what's beautiful about Sheree's process is that uh, it actually reduces the impact of high fat diets and high fat foods, mm. um, and it helps our our cells to not be stressed out. Um And so, yeah, like pepper, pepper's on it, like pepper's mm-hmm. doing a lot of fascinating thing. And it's that part of pepper that makes you sneeze, the achoo part, <laughs> that actually has like all of these really dope sort of medicinal qualities. And so pepper mm-hmm. is really working through our nodes and our olfactory so- like system in order to promote healing in our bodies.
0: Wow are some really cool facts and Mm -hmm. such great medicine and um i want to move into something similar um that is often (laughs) lumped with black pepper which is pink peppercorns which are a completely (laughs)
1: different plant
0: (laughs) Um, oh okay yeah it's completely different the botanical name is Shinness mole. Hmm. (laughs) It's probably said wrong, but it's actually from, and catch this, Asia, you're gonna be excited. From Peru. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was like, you're gonna be excited. And so the last part, the mole or moli, is the Quechua word for tree. So, yeah, it's really cool, y'all. So it's interesting because black peppercorns are like a berry and they're dried. Uh Um, And but pink peppercorns are they look like a berry, but they're not. They're hollow. And Uh so Asia got hooked on them because, you know, she was hanging out with me in L.A. for my 30th birthday and we went somewhere was it at the huntington <laughs> it was either Ooh. at the huntington or somewhere but um
1: it was at the huntington and then we saw them everywhere yeah.
0: cuz they're yeah. everywhere in california they were grown as a um an ornamental tree but then they became invasive um but um yeah asia explain the flavor because it it changed your it, yeah it blew your mind it changed your yeah. whole life
1: it like I put it in my mouth and then my heart broke open <laughs> and it was like ah. like it was <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pepper like it tasted like pepper mm-hmm. but there was something I just never experienced that like things got clearer mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god like this is heart medicine. Like this is, I don't know, I never knew pepper to behave like that. but this pink pepper just like, and I was like, Karina, please, please send me. like they're growing everywhere like a week. Can you just send me some?
0: I know I'm trifling and I still haven't since. Sent- <laughs> but it's fine. I'm going back to LA. I'll send you some, Asia. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you got to experience it there and you'll get to experience it again. And I'm I'm looking at some of the traditional uses of pink peppercorn. Um, so if it was often used, mainly the green leaves were used shamanically in Mesoamerican uh, ceremonies for cleansings and blessings. Um, okay. And the peppercorns themselves were used for their antibacterial and antiseptic properties, as well as antidepressants, just the way that mm. black peppercorn is used as well and for toothaches mm. and, of course, menstrual disorders. Which we think it's red. Mm. Hmm, it could potentially help you with that. Any blood things, red and blood goes together. So. Yeah, those are some of the things. Um, also, the Incas used it to make like a syrup or they mm. often mixed it with maize to make um, a drink. And also chicha, is it called chicha? Chicha? Yeah, chicha. chicha. <laughs> they um, also used uh, some of the peppercorn and chicha also. Wow. hmm
1: so. See, you know, you know, the peoples that I love the most. <laughs> if you're Andean, you're cool with me. OK, like I knew it. I knew it was special. <laughs> yes.
0: See, this is why I had to bring it up for this episode because I'm like it. Pe- they actually when they put pepper blends together, they actually put pink peppercorns with um black pepper as well. In the thing mm-hmm. and that's why people don't so know how... it's different mm-hmm.
1: right right so let's talk about like how we should buy <laughs> pepper how we can use yes. it <laughs> so <clears throat> if y'all if y'all are good students you already know yes. we about to tell you <laughs> <laughs> you
0: already know <laughs> <laughs> hmm mm-hmm. Let me get on my petty pool pit to tell y'all what time it is, okay? (laughs) Listen, y'all need to get the whole berries, okay? You hear me? The whole berries at the grocery store. And they usually come with a little grinder on top. Get those. And if you can't get that, what did we tell y'all to get last week? We told y'all to get a mortar and pestle. We told y'all to get a molcajete, Or we told y'all to grab your ceramic bowl out of the cupboard and get your heavy bottom glass cup and you crush the things. Don't buy that trifling ass ground black pepper from the store, okay? Because <laughs> it lost the volatile oils. And especially don't buy the ground pepper in Mexico because that shit is raggedy. It tastes like (laughs) it tastes ashy, like Asia said (laughs) in the last episode. It literally tastes like nothing, okay? I was like, pepper, where? Oof, it's the worst, y'all. So please, 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 y'all
1: get the get the
0: little grinder please
1: yeah and if you really want to like up your pepper game then you know you can get the the malabar peppercorns you know these are the nicest ones they're grown on the malabar coast the original home of the you know the pepper (laughs) <laughs> and then they have the telly cherry peppers, which yeah. is superior to the Malibar. Um, but you gotta, you know, you gotta it gotta be labeled, you know, T G S E B, right? Like you gotta get the nice, nice, nice. Um, and if you can't afford the nice, 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 then you know, just nice, shiny peppercorn, like if the peppercorns are flaky.
0: <laughs> you're
1: gonna have an ashy sex life. <laughs> Listen. do you you want lower cholesterol like do you want all of your foods and your medicines to be potentiated Hmm? like do you want to reverse vitiligo I didn't tell y'all about that so like we want the medicine in our spices Mm -hmm. right so that our whole life is medicinal Right. right and so the way that we're telling you to shop for spices, if you if you if you're riding with us, then you get that these are the same principles that we apply when we're buying herbal medicine mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Y'all be getting powdered, <laughs> all kind of raggedy. Outered broke leaf pants and we're just trying to get you on game. We really are. The better your cooking game is, the better your medicine game is. So, you know, you go to the fancy restaurant and they like cracking mm-hmm. the the thing, right? And it's not because it's bougie, it's cause it's the best, yeah. right? Like this is the way to do it. So mm-hmm. you know keeping understanding that our food is medicine means that we you know work with a different level of discernment when we're shopping right And that we take a little bit more time so that you can taste the pepper, not just the the spice, you know the spiciness of it.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think that if possible, if you are privileged enough, like this is an area in which you can redirect your resources. I think that so many times we're, we're sold on products for our body, for our face, uh, for, I don't know, clothing, all the things. and But no one like, sells you on, on spices and herbs and kind of things. So I think that's why people tend to spend less on the things that are a lot more common because they don't see it as medicine as life transforming but y'all like redirect some of your funds here if you possibly can um because this medicine is powerful and this is why we're spending so much time on the spice series so i hope y'all can get the things in which we're trying to give
1: y'all yes so you know All the things that we give you, uh, I'm I'm really curious about uh, what y'all are going to get from uh, Karina's bougie auntie word of advice. (laughs) Yes, you know I love a good transition, period. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
0: the segue sexy goddess. Okay, the segue (laughs) sirena. (laughs) (laughs) okay um my bougie auntie word of advice for this week Mm. I think what Asia said about being present was everything um it's crazy how being present can change the game for you sometimes. Um, I was supposed to, <laughs> I was avoiding having a conversation for a long time. And uh, yesterday, um, I was telling Asia about it earlier, but yesterday, it, like I get up at 5 a.m. And because I need to prepare for the day. And sometimes I'd be sitting there just thinking, just reflecting. And so I was reflecting on the things that I needed to say in this conversation. And I I felt good, you know. I was like, all right, you know, like I feel at peace about what I need blah blah. blah. And I didn't know that the conversation was going to be happening today or that day, but it did. And um It was interesting how like in the moment I decided to be present, I decided, okay, this is the time I'm going to know exactly what to say. And I did. And it felt really good. And the conversation went really well. And I felt fully expressed and I could probably I tend to shame myself for not having done things before or whenever, but I choose to take on that I was being present and the moment happened exactly when it needed to happen. And now we are here now we're feeling good. Um, but yeah, I guess being present, being grounded and hmm, being able to discern when is the right time for the things, um, And would be my bougie auntie word of advice for y'all just to work with that work with presence work with discernment and um yeah however that looks like in your life hopefully my example made sense to y'all um and hopefully y'all can experience some of the same things um what about you asia what is your bougie auntie word of advice
1: Thank you for that Karina. (laughs) Yes like the discernment to know what time is the right time and for me I'm thinking about the discernment to know which people are the right people Mm. um Mm. and so I'm thinking about sort of politics and Mm. especially as I'm planning my uh my book club you know yes. radical like feminist like marx's book club and i've been really intentional to only center two intersections which is the intersection of female bodies and capitalism mm-hmm. um and just thinking about like we've been engaged in like these politics of inclusivity which are very very important but it also like leans into our desire to be all things for all people, which is an unhealthy pattern, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it causes us to lose our ground and lose our center as we try to center everybody and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And so I've just been thinking about you know, what does it look like to speak to my own experience and to organize based off of people who relate versus trying to reach a hundred percent of people? Like, what would it be like to center 50%, Mm -hmm. right? What would it be like to be sort of okay that there's not compatibility and that like a lack of compatibility doesn't mean that we're not going to come back together. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, it does mean that like my medicine's not for you. Yeah. Right. And so I'm just thinking about that on the macro scale in in terms of politics and how we organize, but I'm also thinking about it in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Like, can I like be okay with the fact that like I'm not in everybody's medicine bag? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that what's really good and what's really true is that if we can be our authentic self and fully expressed, as Karina said earlier, uh like can we be fully expressed and be with the consequences of the places that our expressions don't land mm-hmm. well? right like that for me feels like like power it feels like love it feels like Mm self-acceptance um is like you know feeling for the concerns of others but staying grounded in self and so I'm just thinking a lot about like not being medicine about like not being liked and about like centering like my people you know like and if you're not then you're not but if you are then you are right. you know so i I'm, I'm sitting with these complexities as i move into my post post activism uh and start to chart like how i want to move in the world so my word of advice is uh what would it be like to center the intersections in your world that are the most meaningful to you mm. versus the intersections that other people are telling you that you need to be aware mm-hmm. of. Um, what would it be like to to practice, um, ironically, some self-centering?
0: Mm. Wow. That was, um, that was a word on many levels. <laughs> but I think that kind of, helped me, like thinking about me being important, like me centering myself versus trying to understand everyone else. I think that has allowed me to be resentful and to not have my needs be met because I'm trying to think about everyone else. But when I decided... I'm important. I need my needs met too. And I decided to have a conversation with the person. Then like they were able to know that, you know, I I too deserve. And they didn't know that I was not feeling important. I was not Mm -hmm. communicating my needs. And I could have my needs met if I could communicate. Um, and I consider myself. And so, yeah, I think it is important to, of course, advocate for yourself. That's really important. But also, like Asia said, to advocate for your peoples too, because we can't advocate for everyone. That's important for, for us to know. And I think that will lower your anxiety is not having that expectation that you can speak for everyone. but you can speak for those that you can speak for and yeah having that discernment to choose who is really important is really powerful Asia and I'm proud of you for doing that because I think that so many times we try to be so inclusive that we turn into all lives matter and that's not (laughs) inclusive (laughs) that's exclusive (laughs) like that's you know By saying all lives matter, then people don't feel included. People don't feel like their individual identities matter. So Uh, I think specifically choosing this one is who I'm going to speak to at this moment. And that doesn't take away from the others. It just says, this is what I'm going to be focusing on at the moment. And I think a lot of times people don't know that they can do that. So by you saying this, Asia, you're empowering other people. And I'm really proud of you for doing that. Thanks, babe. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this podcast, we get longer and longer every week. <laughs> I tell y'all, but y'all are still listening. So amen. And so <laughs> thank y'all for joining us again for another week and joining us every week. Supporting us on the social medias, um, at Petty Herbalist and at Bones, Bugs and Botany. And then those of y'all who support us on the Patreon, shout out to y'all who have the ability to do so. I know there are a lot of y'all out there who always say, if I could, I would. And just saying that means a lot. So, um, yeah, we appreciate y'all for supporting the production of the podcast at patreon.com slash Bliss, and then supporting Asia's entire life <laughs> on patreon.com slash Bones, Bugs, and Botany, because y'all know Asia stay right in this book that we're so excited to come up. So thank y'all for all the things and remember to... Stay ready and be petty. We'll
1: see y'all next week.